The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everybody, it's Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Welcome to another edition of City Quick Connect podcast, the legislative stories, the legislative diaries, the book of legislative. The, I'm trying to be like Boba Fett. Yeah. Because um, I, I really like, I think saying the book of Boba Fett is amazing. What's the, what's a I'm synonym a that starts with an L for story or legend or not legend Legends. or book? Legislative legends. No, no, no. That um, sounds like, like an Avengers kind of a thing. Legis- the legislative ledger. You don't like that? No. Okay, that's fine. I guess you could already guess. Scott is back uh, with me in Studio 8H at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Live from downtown Columbia, the Gervais Street Studios. I love the radio voice. Brings you the legislative legends. Yeah, I don't... Legends. Ledger? Ledger. Ledger. You know what we should do? We should survey the listeners to see what they would like for City Quick Connect podcast legislative legislative edition uh, legislative breaking news. You just said listeners with an s at the end. So. I think we have two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Greg and Thank you Greg Smith for That's right. uh, the OG your baby. continued loyalty. The OG. We got lots of other ones, I think. Um we've got a we've got quite a fan base lot. Um anyway, everybody, last week at the State House, it was quite eventful. Um a lot of things that we are following that we are working on and a couple of additions, uh, last minute additions, yeah. um, happened. So we want to go over what happened last week and then what we really expect for tomorrow, because we want to give you a heads up on what is um, coming up this week, but also kind of recap what happened last week leading up to this week, I guess. Yes. That's the best way to, best way to say it. It all has built, built up to next week or this right, week. Right. Yeah. Agreed. And next week, too, and next because week it could well, go yeah. on for, for weeks. Yes. Um, so the first thing I want to do, Scott, is talk about Savannah Riverside Settlement and American Rescue Plan Act bills. I think they're resolutions, bills, whichever yeah. one you want to um, say. They allocate the state distribution of American Rescue Plan Act funds and the distribution of the Savannah Riverside Settlement right. funds. So Senator Harvey Peeler, chairman of finance, a Republican dairy farmer from Gaffney, um, he announced on the floor last Thursday that he plans to take up both bills related to SRS and ARP tomorrow. Yeah, the Senate pushed out its ARP resolution week before last, Mm -hmm. and then last week pushed out it's SRS funding recommendations. Correct. And and all those, the Scott, all of those, the details on both of those are in, were in Dome on Friday. That's right. So you can look and see what, um, two weeks ago, Dome were the, the Senate, the final Senate recommendations for ARP. Mm-hmm. This past Friday was the SRS from the Senate. And the, fortunately, the SRS recommendations from that we've heard that we know of that came from the Senate mm-hmm. and and will be up for debate this week are largely almost identical to what has been discussed in the House. Okay, good. In House committees, ways and means subcommittees, but the House has not moved yet on their resolution forward okay. on 
its version of the SRS dis- distribution. Okay, so tomorrow, Scott, go over the SRS distribution real quick and kind of give us just a really quick background on that. We know about ARP. That's yeah. We don't need to hash that right. again, but the SRS, what are we talking about? So the Senate Finance Committee pushed out uh, its recommendation for how to spend the Savannah River site uh, settlement monies with the federal government mm-hmm. that the state has had for a while now. Folks may recall that the original settlement amount was $600 million, but the attorneys who helped the state adjudicate that case Mm -hmm. retained $75 million of that. Scott, that is a lot of money. Well, it is, but it's, you know, based on the arguments that have been made in court, no less, about the... uh, the legality, the justification for that much money, mm-hmm. uh, Attorney General Alan Wilson, of course, has defended that and said mm-hmm. that it, uh, it it's a fair amount. And the courts okay. the courts have upheld I mean, that yeah, as well. I, I would say 75 was a mil was a fair it's amount. It's pretty nice. So <laughs> yeah. the state has $525 million to distribute. And they... The Senate recommendation is to send out... Senate Finance Committee Sen- recommendation. Yes, what did I just say? Senate recommendation. Senate Not Finance. Not full, yes, just sorry. the committee the recommendation. Senate Finance Committee. It, it intends to, or has recommended, that uh, a little over $341 million mm-hmm. be distributed to the three primary counties that are affected by the Savannah River. So site. that actually housed... The plutonium. That's right. Aiken, okay. Allendale, and Barnwell counties. Okay. They, the three of those counties would share $341 and a quarter million dollars. Okay. $52 and a half million dollars would go to the 10 perimeter counties okay. that surround and, and have a relationship with those three primary counties. Okay. And that relationship being largely where the workers at the Savannah River site live. Okay. Or what sort of negative economic effects the Savannah River site has had to on the extent that counties. it has okay. on those counties. So okay. they, they'll share $52.5 million. And then that leaves a little over $131 million that will be sent to the state C-Fund. Okay, and which is what? The C-Fund is a portion of the gas tax that is distributed amongst the 46 counties based on a formula that includes the ratio of rural road miles to state road miles. It's, there's a population component. There's, it's like a three-part formula. Okay. And those are monies that cities and towns can use to, uh, do road projects, sidewalk maintenance, that kind of thing in their jurisdiction. If their County transportation committee agrees to share C funds with those municipalities. Most counties do share those funds in some way on a project basis or on a formula basis. There are a couple of counties across the state that don't, right. and that's a problem, and that's something that I've been very interested in over the years and trying to fix, but sure. we won't get into that today. But So part of the money goes to... The C fund. Yeah, 131 okay. million will a little over 131 million of the SRS money will go to 43 of the 46 CTCs. And 43 counties, because they took out the three. They primary took out counties. the three primaries. Okay. They're not eligible for some okay. of this money. So normally, in a normal year, I think the C fund is running. I might be wrong on this, but I think it's about 175 million dollars. Okay. So this will add one-time monies to the C fund. Okay. So everybody 
across the state will get an opportunity to take advantage in some small way of the uh, SRS settlement funds. Very That's good. the Senate plan. Okay. It's very, very, the very Senate similar. The Senate Finance Committee the plan. The Senate Finance Committee plan, I'm sorry. That's, it's very similar to what ha- the discussions that have been had in the House Ways and Means subcommittee. So very good. So I would we, we're, we're looking that that at that to same. be very close. Yes, very if much not, so. If not yeah. exactly the yeah. same. Yeah. Now, the ARP bills, those are different. They are different. Yeah. Um, not far off, but no, they're, they're different. No, they're not. But there are a couple of key differences. We talked about a lot of that last week. Uh, yep. And if, uh, if you didn't hear that conversation, I would encourage you to go back and listen to last week's legislative ledger, oh, God, you know, City like Quick that. Connect okay. legislative ledger. Yeah, I, I can't. I, you I don't just like that. can't go with that. Okay. I cannot go with ledger. Well, we're going to, you know. Well, we'll, let's talk about it. We'll keep focus grouping it and see what it how it comes out, you right, know. Because you know I love to meet about maybe, stuff. <laughs> maybe get some, maybe get some reaction from, from people. So, all right, that's ARP SRS. Let me shift gears here and go back to the extended debate over the legalization of medical cannabis. Yes. Um, It came to an end last Wednesday evening. There were two late nights. Last Tuesday, last Wednesday were super late. 8.30, 9 o'clock on Wednesday. It was was a little after 10 on Tuesday Tuesday. night. Mm. Um, Tons of over 70 amendments. 77 at my last count. Yeah, yes. a, lot, a lot of amendments, a lot of opinions, a lot of debate. Um, Most of it was quite civil. Yes. And there were a couple times where people were getting a little snip. Yeah, well, uh, but the, that, you know, that's that's a good debate. That's later, a good discourse. The later in the day and the more your patience wears thin, it's <laughs> Listen, difficult. I, I get it. Very, very, very proud of I totally understand. everybody last week. I thought they did a good job. So that bill, we have been watching that bill for the local government component. Mm-hmm. And I wanna I wanna talk about what made it into the final yep. bill on the on the zoning yep. issue, which you touched on last week. Right. So last week we told you that the Compassionate Care Act, Senate Bill 150-150, preserved cities authority to uh, regulate uh, the cannabis dispensaries by way of their zoning ordinances, uh, other land use planning ordinances, in addition to the restrictions that were in the bill. For instance, um, one of the provisions in the bill says you can't have a dispensary within a thousand feet of a school. Okay. Right. So, which um, is similar to some other state provisions that we have as right. far as other establishments. Yeah, you can't. Go. You can't have a like liquor stores, can't and have tattoo a, yeah, parlors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, that was preserved. And then during the debate on Tuesday in particular, they added an amendment that would allow cities to not allow dispensaries in their jurisdictions if they so didn't it, want them. So it gave cities an option to keep them out. Keep them out. You to don't say that have they to. do not you do not have to have a cannabis dispensary. Correct. If you don't want a cannabis dispensary in your city or town, then this amendment would allow you to keep them out of your town limits by council vote, uh, presumably. Yeah, you would. Yeah, there would have to be some sort of a procedural mechanism, um, and I would I would presume that that would be by way of your zoning ordinance, not permitting it as a use right within your within your city. But um, perhaps there's a, another mechanism that could be used. Bottom line is you have the authority as a mm-hmm. city council or a town council to keep dispensaries out of your jurisdiction. Now, the interesting thing is, is that the bill has 
has a formula in it or has provisions in it that have basically a set number of dispensaries that would be allowed to operate in the state. It's fewer than a hundred. Wait, I think 65 is the number, I believe. So the chances are of a dispensary wanting to come to your town anyway are likely quite low. But in the event that one did want to establish there, you could keep it out. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And it, it's, it specifically affirms the authority to continue to collect some sales taxes. Um, it does not speak to, it doesn't prohibit, uh, as, it, as the earlier version did uh, two weeks ago, it does not prohibit the collection of a business license tax from those dispensaries. So that's important that that authority uh, was re- was retained uh, as well, and we talked about that last week too. And I think it's just I think it's good to note that this this is a Senate bill. It's passed the Senate. Yep. It twenty eight to fifteen. Was it the, now goes, no. which is a pretty impressive vote count, I might add. It, but you're about to say something. Well, yeah, I mean it it, it is impressive, and I think in listening to the debate, particularly at the end of the day on Wednesday. You heard several senators stand up and say, uh, Sean Bennett in particular from Somerville, he stood up and said, I had not made up my mind until about an hour ago. And this was at the end of the debate mm-hmm. as to how I was going to vote. So uh, even so the discourse and the amendments and all those things probably changed some minds as it went on. And and I think Tom Davis's Senator Davis's willingness to accept a ton of changes, changes to the bill Agreed. that that forced people who might have been against it for one reason or another to say well I have I I don't have any more objections they've all You've been all answered yeah. so I have no reason to vote against it so we'll, we'll So see. while this bill has it's really accomplished a great hurdle it still has the rest of the race to go Got to get through the house you got to But it got it. over from the Senate bef- well before crossover so there's time Sure to, to go through the process, well, and it's, I and believe. It's, and, and it's going to have to uh, survive a potential veto from the governor. We don't know right. exactly where he is on that. You know, let's say he does veto it. Will there ultimately be enough votes to override, override a veto uh, if that if we get that far? Right. I, who knows? Based on the count, based on the, the vote last Wednesday night, 28 to 15, there's not your two votes shy in the Senate mm-hmm. to override the veto. So we'll just have to see. So also last week, there was an effort in the House. Well, they, they did they did it, not an effort. They yeah, did it wasn't it. an effort. It was successful. Uh, so let me give a little bit of history. There was a bill that was pre-filed actually in December of 2020, but it actually started getting traction and moving and going through the process in early 2021. So this bill, 3444. Correct. All it did, it made changes to the State Election Commission. Yes, this was in reaction to some of the issues that were brought up in the 2020 elections uh, and in reaction to some of the some of the procedures or some of the uh, decisions that the state election commission made with regard to uh, opening up voting or making voting more accessible in 2020 as a result of the pandemic. And so the General Assembly wanted to... Uh, 
express its opinion about how some of those things should be conducted going forward if we were to face a similar circumstance, how the structure of the State Election Commission should look, and, and some of its uh, operational issues. So um, they they worked on this bit, worked on that by way of 34-44 in 2021. That is correct. And now... Well, it became then, a whole different animal yes. last week when... Well, let's say it, it passed the House. Sent It was a House bill, obviously. Yes. It went to the Senate. In 2021. In 2021. Made some changes in the Senate. Sent back to the House for concurrence at the end of the session in 2021. Yes. So it was on the calendar. In the House. Under Senate amendments. Yep. In the House. They get to that bill. It does not require a reading. So once they amend it, from Senate amendments, it goes immediately back over. So there was an amendment that was adopted last week that struck all of the language in the bill. That had been worked on in 2021. That had been worked on in 2020 and passed by both the House and Senate. That's right. It struck all the language in that bill and replaced it with new language. With new language. And the section in the, there's one part of that new language of the new 3444 that upset us. Yes. <laughs> if you want to say that. Yes. That we that we caught and so, that we were watching. So yeah, I'm I'm standing in the lobby <laughs> and I'm conducting business as of we course. are want to do there. And Casey sends me an email and then texts me. It says, you need to look at your email and look at this amendment that I just sent to you. I did. I didn't put a red flag on it. I didn't, but I was like, you need to look at this part right now. Yeah. And <laughs> cause I wasn't paying attention to what was going on in the house. And you know, the clo- the galleries being closed makes it very, very difficult to pay listen, attention when you're there you in the state. You cannot hear Jack no. on those TVs or in it. You just can't. And the closed captioning is five minutes behind. That's right. That's so, why my job is so important. So, yes. So um, while the debate was going on over this uh, strike and insert amendment, I look at it and Casey very kindly highlighted the offending part. And the offending part did does Scott, this. I like to make things clear. Yeah, it was very easy. I was kept looking. I was like, what is she talking about? And then I finally got the yellow part. Oh, this must be what she's talking about. <laughs> the, the offending part that was in this strike and insert amendment abolishes municipal election commissions. Correct and hands all of a municipality's election functions to the county board of voter registration and elections. That's a problem. Um, and not necessarily because maybe it's not a bad idea, I would say, but because local elected officials, elected officials, mayors and city council members are the ones who should be making that decision, not the general assembly. And in fact, there are some cities across the state who would very much like to hand over their election administration to the county, but their county election board or, or and voter registration board refuse to take that responsibility. But from that's them. their decision to and make. And that's their decision that's to make. Right. It shouldn't be made For by the general assembly. That's so, right. because this is a bill that was being amended by the house, it had to go. It's got to go back to the senate. It had to go mm-hmm. back to the senate. And after we, I spoke to several House members at the time during the debate and said, "Hey, what, <laughs> what's what's the deal with this this amendment?" Started hollering at them. Oh, yeah, and, and, and on one of them said, they, and... "They didn't talk to you about this." I'm like, "Heck no, no nobody yeah. talked to me about uh-uh. this." So, well, they should have talked to you about this. 
Um, and I said, I agree. We need to work on that. Anyway, so it goes back over to the Senate, and we expressed our uh, great concern about great this concern. Uh, abolition of municipal election commissions uh, to to the Senate and work to make sure that that bill uh, is going to undergo some more scrutiny and debate. And so the Senate, in its wisdom, uh, recommitted that bill the to— The deliberative body. The, the deliberative body <laughs> recommitted that bill to its Judiciary Committee. And so if it is going to come back out onto the Senate floor, uh, then it will have to go undergo more scrutiny. I, I guess it would start a sub it, with the subcommittee again. It is, should, It should, yes. yeah. Yes. If it, it should go through the normal process. So that was one of those things where we were kind of uh, having to work on the, the issue on the fly, and fortunately we were successful in getting that thing slowed down. Well, and it was, a, it was definitely a team effort. I think it just shows right. that how – the teamwork makes everything so much easier, so much quicker, and everybody has a part to play. And I think that's a that's just a fun part of working here and working on the legislative team. Yeah, it's it, I'm you know I'm disappointed that that thing got as far as it did in the House with. In well, fact, it wasn't. It was like an hour. Well, in fact, the, I mean, the Democrats were completely caught off guard right. and it were was, blindsided by the thing, along with everybody else in the body, I would presume. Um, well, probably not everybody. And well, not everybody, but many other people in the house were blindsided by it. But uh, we were able to, as I said, we were able to slow it down for at least the next little while. So what keep else? keep keep. What I would tell our listeners is reach out to your senators in particular and let them know that that is the abolition of any function of a municipality should be left up to that elected body as it is in every other part of law in Title V in, in, in municipal law. Your Those decisions about how you operate your, your city or town should be left up to you, and uh, election administration is certainly one of those. What else? It was it was an eventful week last week. I mean, we had that. We had the cannabis debate and the SRS, ARP, well, SOS, I mean, we, whatever acronyms can I throw out You know, there? we were going to testify in favor of House Bill 4918. This is a bill that would get rid of the earnings cap for police officers and firefighters who have, re- who have retired and want to return to work. Mm-hmm. Right now, if they retire and return to work, they can only earn up to $10,000 and still draw their retirement pay. This bill would allow them to make up to $50,000 and continue to draw their retirement pay, which would help cities and towns fill some of these uh, open positions in police forces and fire departments. But because of the houses wanting to get to some sort of a luncheon on Tuesday. It was the Women's Caucus lunch. Okay. They ended up taking a recess for a good part of the afternoon and ended up canceling that Ways and Means subcommittee. Um, And I spoke to uh, one of the primary sponsors, Ann Thayer, from Anderson, and told Ann, hey, we support this. And, oh, by the way... um, if we we like we like the like it the way it's written, we we've heard that uh, there may be an amendment to require a year break in mm-hmm. service, which is not helpful to us. And I and I told her we support you a hundred percent because right now they could come back after thirty days break in service. So 
hopefully she's going to be able to convince her colleagues to leave it clean and and we'll support that effort. There last week there were a lot of meetings that were canceled because yeah. I think they the House and Senate they veered from their regular mm. um their regular times in order to of adjournment sometimes because they came back in the afternoon. So a flurry of meetings were canceled and then the Senate came in earlier than they normally do yep. to get through the the medical cannabis debate. So yeah. there were there was a lot of shuffling around, a lot of meetings that we had originally talked about last Monday with a lot of people that were going on, but then they were, a bunch of them were canceled. So yeah. those have got to be rescheduled at some point. And <laughs> this week's calendar is brutal. So we'll, yeah, we'll I mean, see. I don't think we've had a, a, what we would consider a normal legislative week yet this session. No, anything but normal. Yeah. Anything else we need to talk about? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I can't think of anything either. Um, we need like a breaking news podcast. What if we just did like breaking news? It would not be the legislative ledger. <laughs> Scott, thanks so much for joining me this week. I really appreciate it. Um, we'll talk about your suggestions for naming the legislative edition of the podcast. Looking forward gonna, to that focus group. We're not going to, we're not going to do a ledger. I've already made that decision. <laughs> um, I'm going to repeat what I say every week and I hope it's working because our numbers are going down. Get vaccinated if you so choose to do so. Uh, wear a mask in indoor crowded places and wash your hands. Stay healthy. Maybe take a vitamin. I don't know. If you feel like you need those extra nutrients, take a vitamin. Drink lots of water. Um, exercise if you want to, if you can. Some of us, you know, have carpools and sports and dance and things after work that we just, we have those responsibilities. Anyway. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate you listening to our podcast and we will talk to you next week for the legislative edition of City Quick Connect podcast. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.